welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Coffee and a Convo Podcast. I literally have, like, goosebumps because it's been so long since we recorded. And I never, I'm going to be honest with you guys, sometimes life is so crazy that I'm like, Cameron's like, when are we recording? I'm like, I don't know. And then we have to shove it in. And I'm like, great, my energy isn't going to be there. I don't feel like going. I don't feel like driving. I don't feel like what, whatever the excuse is. Then we sit down, we press record, and I'm just like, I freaking love it. Like, you showed up. I, I showed up. And by the, and it's kind of almost like, if you, if anyone can relate to this, like going to the gym or something like that, oh, you know, where you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to do it, blah, uh-huh. blah. And you were like, blah. And then you get there and you're like, this is the best choice I've ever made. Mm-hmm. I feel so good. And I just do. I love podcasting. I love talking to you guys. I love talking to you. Jenna just loves talking. I just love talking. She loves um, having an audience. News flash. I'm the most narcissistic human alive. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, so excited to be back. Um, I guess it's it doesn't really feel like because you, you guys get an episode every week, but Cameron and I, it's been like almost three weeks since we've last well, recorded. And they probably are able to tell because this last week was a rerun, and then the week before that was just Brady and I. Yeah. So they're probably able to be tell like, oh, they're probably not together or something. Right. You guys exactly. knew. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but my name is Cameron Sphere. I'm one half of the podcast. And my name is Jenna Berglund, the one who likes to talk a lot. Yeah, and this is a lifestyle podcast where we talk about anything and everything. So, yeah, today we're just going to talk about, we're going to actually tell you guys our testimonies, and if you don't know what that is, stay tuned. And then we're also going to tackle misconceptions on Christianity, and I just was like, I've actually, I think I brought this one up to you, like, maybe, like, months ago. Oh, it was one of the first ideas that were thrown around, I feel, yeah. I was like, okay, I feel like, especially when someone doesn't know you're a Christian and you meet someone new and then they find out, it's like, they, like, didn't realize you were a Christian because of, like, the way, like, you live out your life and stuff because it's not, like, uh, super, like, following a bunch of rules or you're not, like, super strict or, like, you're not, like, um, almost, like, a cult. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. You don't give off culty vibes. You don't give off culty vibes. Um, you're not, like, Jehovah Witness or anything like that. You know what I mean? And then on the other hand, they're like, oh, that makes sense, though, because it's like, oh, you don't swear. Mm -hmm. I don't see you get plastered drunk every single weekend. Yeah. You do live your life a little... So it makes sense, but at the same time, it's not, like... So... Yeah. Because it's funny, because you're always, like... Because people always say, like, you need... People need to be able to tell you're a Christian, like, by your works and everything. And so, like, by saying that, I didn't mean... It sounded, like, the opposite. You know what I mean? But also, like, it can go as extreme as people are, like, oh, like, they have almost, like, bad vibes or, like, a bad experience of, like, Christianity. Mm -hmm. So I I was, like... most people probably do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, like, okay, so we're gonna, like, tackle some misconceptions because Jen and I are Christians, and so we can just, like, speak on this and speak on our own experiences. And, yeah. And when we did Fun Fact, when we did that little poll of, like, Mm -hmm. do you believe in God, I think we had, like, 8% that were, like, no. Right. Atheist. So I was like, okay, all right. They probably have questions then about, like, what we believe in. So let's tackle it. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah. So before we jump into all of that, though, we're going to give you guys some life updates because it's been three freaking weeks. Three freaking weeks, you guys. So, Jenna can go first. Um, so I've been in... Because the last time that we recorded was right before I moved, right? Yeah, it was yeah, literally like right a before I moved to here. Yeah. So, I have since moved to Huron. It was a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. Um, my Wait, do you say whirlwind or whirlwind? I said both because I, I was really like, sure you it? said it wrong. And I said it whirlwind the first time. I'm like, that ain't it. And then I went <laughs> whirlwind, and I just hoped you didn't notice. But, of course, you had to call me out, you little uh, sorry. so-and-so. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yep, moved there. My parents were the greatest help in the entire world. My dad has the patience of a saint. Um... But, yeah, I moved into my house. It kind of smells funny just because it's, like, an old house. You know how your apartment in Brookings used to smell? Yeah. Your first the apartment. Old, yeah. yeah. It was, like, musty. Yep. It's, like, mold. Like, I think it's, like, a basement and it's old and so, like, it gets, there's, like, mold, like, in the yeah. walls probably. So, I'm stuff. probably definitely yeah. going to get a little bit of mold poisoning. It's fine. It'll all be fine. Um, But, anyway, it's great. It's been great. I'm still not completely unpacked. I have... I, like, got the majority of it done when I... Because, you know, when you first move in, you're like, let's get this done. And I don't know about everyone else and if anyone else can relate to this, but then I feel like I lose steam after I get, like, the 90% done. And then the last 10% just trickles on for eternity. Like, like my window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still using a blanket as a curtain, so... Um, Which I seriously need to order some curtains because I think it'll help with my, like, insulation, like, 
for now because it gets so hot because the sun just like beats in um, through the windows and then do you have central air no um, i don't have central air i am you guys i'm such a princess because i'm like why is it not 68 degrees in here like i am not having uh, a fun time with that aspect of it right um other than that i actually it's summertime so i feel like i've been bouncing back and forth between like um, Sioux Falls and Huron and, um, have already made, like, two trips back to, this will be, like, what, like, my third trip back to Sioux Falls since I moved, and then, um. I definitely didn't see, like, the first two then. Yeah, no, you didn't. You were gone both of the times. Oh. And then, cool. <laughs> um, yep, and then, um, oh, yeah, and then in Huron, when I haven't been bouncing back here, have, there's actually been, like, some fun things to do in Huron. I know, I saw your story. Um, because I didn't, like, it wasn't... went to some, like, racing thing. Yeah, I went to some racing thing. That was pretty fun. It was, like, it was Wheel Jam. It was Mm -hmm. Wheel Jam. And so, we went to the races one night, and then we walked around and looked at all the semis and, like, drank beer, and it was a grand old time. We looked at the semis! There was actually, okay, so there was actually a really cute one that Brie took a picture of me in front of. Um, I didn't post it anywhere because I was, like, holding a beer, and, like, well, I do drink here and there. I don't really... I feel like it just sends the wrong message when that's what I post on my social media, yeah. you know, whatever. At least as a feed pick. And it's, like, the most random thing because I'll still post, like, in my stories that I'm drinking a beer. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just something different about putting it for eternity on in feed. my feed yeah. than, like, drinking a Coors Light. I don't know why. And then here I am telling the world that I was, like, drinking a beer. I don't know. It doesn't make sense in my mind. Agree with me. Disagree with me. Whatever. Don't care. Uh, anywho, walking around looking at these highways, and there's actually this cute one that was, like, from, like, the 70s or 80s, and it was all, like, vintage looking, and it was, like, one of those, like, Ooh. small boxes, and it was that blue color that all my appliances are in uh. my kitchen, you know, that blue color that I love. Um, like, is it, like, turquoise? Kind of, yeah, okay. kind of, like, a turquoise, okay. like, turquoise-ish, but not, like, a Tiffany turquoise, like, oh, a, okay. like, a retro turquoise, oh, if gotcha. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, anywho, so, did that, that was a whole lot of fun, there's this park that is literally two blocks from my house that always has stuff going on. Oh. Um, it's where they, like, set up their farmer's market and all this stuff. Yeah. And then, um, work has been interesting. It is definitely a different change of pace. But, um, oh my gosh. It's so different going from working for, like, a big company, like, corporation Mm -hmm. company, where everything, like, goes up, like, the chain of command, up the ladder. There's this and that. Mm -hmm. There's protocols, blah, blah, blah. To working for, like, a small business owner who, if you're working for her, it's because she, like, knows you personally and trusts you or whatever. Right. Instead of just you're one of the many that works for this, like, huge company, right? Right. Like, you're one of the literal thousands, if not millions. Yeah. Uncle honestly probably has, like, over a million employees. And, um, and it's just, it's honestly, like, a retraining of my brain because I'm so used to, not being, like, not trusted, because I was trusted in my role and, like, with things to do at Buckle and stuff, but honest, in some regard, like, not being trusted in the way that, like, you had to have, and this is just any big company that you work for. I mean, you probably even know this, working at Primp, and Primp is a little bit smaller, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you can't ring yourself up. You, you know, yeah, yeah, can't ring yourself up for your own purchases. At Boss, she's like, if I trust you to count the money and put it in the safe at night, I trust you to ring up your own purchases. That's funny. And I've, I'm heard, just like, I've heard people say that before. And I'm just like, yeah, that makes sense. And she's like, like, I know you. I know you outside of work. I know you personally. Like, she trusts us. Yeah. Which is just, like, so interesting. And just, like, really kind of a mind melt, honestly. And really having to, like, readjust my way of thinking as far as, like, um, what leadership looks like. Yeah. And, and then on the other hand, too, is she just, like, trusts us to do our jobs and she trusts that if we have a question regarding it Mm -hmm. we'll come to her like she doesn't feel the need to poke in every five seconds and make sure we're doing it all right like that kind Mm -hmm. of micromanager I'm sure everyone knows they've had a micromanager in their lives at some point but my boss at Buckle was definitely a micro was a micromanager and you know it's just and nothing against her or anything it's definitely just a leadership style it really is a leadership style whether you agree with it or disagree with it that's what it is and, um, at boss, she doesn't, I mean, she really doesn't do that at all. She checks in enough to be like, are you still doing okay? Cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Let me know if you have any questions. And off she goes. But it's not in a, I don't trust that you're doing your job properly type mm-hmm. of way, mm-hmm. which was definitely the undertone at some other places that I've worked right. at. So it's really, and I mean, I could go on about that, but it's really just like a retraining my brain to be like, oh, I'm actually kind I'm actually like valued and appreciated and trusted in a way mm-hmm. and on a level that I never really felt before. 
Okay. Which is crazy because I'm still only just training. Like, right. I don't even have any, like, real responsibilities right. yet. Yeah. But, anyway, so it's definitely just been different. An adjustment. A good adjustment. But, you know, at times, for, like, a bit of a difficult adjustment, it's definitely a lot slower pace. Which I love and hate at the same time. Yes, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure everyone can understand that. But, yeah, it's been okay. different. It has been hard. I mean, yeah. I had a little bit of a meltdown because it's just... You know, and I was even talking to his friend, I'm like, I don't understand why, like, nothing's bad, nothing's whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you're going into, like, the busiest part, one of the busiest parts of the year, like, summer, mm-hmm. 4th of July is right around the corner, everything is happening, you're all over the place, you have, you know, you haven't settled into your new routine, your house smells funny, like, you don't yeah. have air, con- you don't have proper air conditioning, you still don't have Wi-Fi hooked, like, just, like, all these little things, she's like, all these little things are not big deals, they're definitely first world problems, but when you're used to a certain routine that right. you've had for the last you know, however, three and a half years of your right. life. Yeah. And it gets uprooted and you, and it changes. Even if it's changing for the better, it's still hard and it t- still takes mm-hmm. your body and your mind and your, like, emotional being for a loop. Totally. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So I gave myself a little grace on that note because I've, like, kind of been having a little bit of a hard time. Yeah. But I'm still excited and it's been That's going okay. Yeah, I feel like even if you're excited about something and it's what you want, like, it still right. can be hard. Like, I did not want to stay in Brookings at all. Like, yeah. I was so excited to move to Sioux Falls, and I was, like, still emotional about it. Yeah. So. Change, man. <sighs> yeah. Change really change really does something mm-hmm. to you. It can be hard, even if it's good. Yeah, even if it's the you best know? thing that's ever happened. That's if, why I'm, when like, you get terrified to have kids someday. Right. Because I'm going to, like, right. I always have this kid I have to take care of, and I'm like, um, can I go back to when I didn't have to take care of them? Right. Even when, like, even, and that kid's going to be, like, probably the best thing that ever happened right. to you, but still, it's it's out of your normal, it's out of your comfort zone, right. it's something you've never done before, it's unknown, and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. I guess so. That. Wow. I'm thinking about getting another dog also, before we move on. Another you. dog? But you never oh, got no, the Oh, no, I never got the first one. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting a different dog. Okay. So, I didn't get the last dog, but I got back on, and there's this cute little, like, five, five-year-old man like sorry man male, man <laughs> man dog man dog five-year-old man male male oh dog and it's that like wire-haired like um oh yeah those are cute anything that's like wire yeah what what mim what mim has you know yeah. um maya yeah anyway so stinging cute five years old crate like- crate trained and house trained oh that's good yep chill but also playful and i'm like sound perfect yeah so i might be putting in another um i'm not actually be, getting attached this time you guys might be don't better worry. than a puppy yeah i kind of think so too yeah. i'm like the fact that i like crate trained and house trained i'm like but yeah so yeah no that's good yeah things are going good with oslo we've had him it's gonna be oh my gosh the end of this week does that make three weeks i think it does yeah because you got him like right when i left no i'm like confused let me look um okay i got him on the we got him on the 28th Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, it'll be three weeks. Um, but he is, okay, so, he is still a puppy. So, like, when I tell people he's really good, I'm like, okay, he still does puppy things, but he is probably, like, the best puppy ever. Like, he is so smart. Um, he already, like, goes and stands by the door when he needs to go outside and go potty, and, like, he still has accidents, but he's super, super chill. Um, he already, he knows how to sit, shake, lay down. We're teaching him speak. And, like, stand up on all four. He, like, has those halfway. He gets a little confused. Um, but, like, he's just such a good dog. Like, he's just so smart. Yeah. Like, he, he is. You yeah. guys have already taught him so much, and I'm yeah. like, okay. Like, he's just, like, so smart. And he, like, will have, like, these, like, puppy tangents where he goes crazy. But, like, he knows, like, for example, he'll, like, be, like, looking up in the dishwasher while I'm, like, putting things away. And I'm like, Oslo, get down. And he looks at me, and he gets down. Like, he just, like... Already so smart. Yeah, yeah, and I think he just really wants to, like, please us and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's so stinking cute. Okay, like, okay, this is a good story. This is good. So, for example, one way that he's, like, a good dog is, so we're, we're crate training him, and means he is, he's going to be 11 weeks soon, but he's 10 weeks. Uh, he has to go out, like, every, they're not really, they say they can't hold their pee for longer than, like, three hours. So, in the night, we let him out every, like, three to four hours. So, we get up at, like, one thirty and 5. Okay. So, but we wake up at, like, 6, 6.30-ish. So, mm-hmm. on that, so we get up at 1.30, whatever, we take him out, he goes potty, we put him in his crate. Um, oh, this is another thing. He never, ever barked or cried in, like, his crate. 
for nighttime. Wow. So we, we put him in there, and he has to, you put him in there, and he'll, like, lay down and settle down and stuff, but he wants to, like, see you, so you just, like, lay next to him on the ground, right. um, and then he's fine. Well, last night, he got in there and went to bed on his, he walked in there and went to bed on his own. Oh. Yeah. But the whole point of this story is, so we get up at 1, 1.30, take him out, go potty, put him back in his crate, lay next to him, he's out within, like, seconds, minutes, yeah. whatever, it's all good. And then at 5 o'clock, it's, like, right on that time, like, when it's time for him to wake up, pretty much. So, at 5, he, we take him out, goes potty, but he thinks it's, like, time to wake up and, like, play. Yeah. Like, no, dude. Like, no. another hour and a half, two hours, please. Yep. And so, I don't even know who started this, but it's probably been going for, like, a week because it was, like, just horrible. Like, because he would, like, be up for 15 minutes trying to play and you're trying to get him back to bed. And mm-hmm. it's also, like, I only got 45 more minutes to sleep. Like, come on, dude. Right. Um, so we set him up in our bed, which I don't want him to sleep with us, but we set him up in our bed at five o'clock and it's like, for him, it's like he's getting out of his crate. He has more room and stuff. Yeah. And he'll like walk around on the bed and he'll like walk up by our heads, but like within five minutes he's asleep again. Yeah. And he falls asleep on our bed at five. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's good. He doesn't like bark at us or anything. And like sometimes I'll set some toys at the end of the bed. That's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And he leaves us alone and he lays it, he lays at the end of the bed. He doesn't like snuggle in bed. He likes mm. to snuggle, like, sometimes when he's laying on the couch, but, like, right. whenever we've been laying in our bed, he always sleeps at the end of, like, by our feet. So. Are you going to keep doing that, though? Because then that might, you know, start know. start a bad habit. Unless unless you're okay with that being the norm from now on. Well, because our whole point eventually is for him to sleep at the foot of our bed, like, on his dog bed. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not on the bed. It's at the foot of our bed. Yeah. And he still goes into his crate just fine, though. Right. And he sleeps 75% of the night in there. 80%. Right. So, like, the last hour, I'm like, I don't really care. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so... Why not? I don't know. Like, the fact that we, we wake up at 1, let him out to go potty, and put him back in his crate, and he go, does that fine, doesn't right. make me feel like it's making him think that right. he's sleeping in our bed. Is it, like, weird for you to think that your kids are going to grow up with that dog? Yeah, it is super weird. Like, obviously, it's just you guys and the dog right now. I know, but he but, hopefully lives to be, like, 13. Right, like exactly. Yeah. So your kids are going to grow up for, like, the first little chunk of their life with like, Oslo. With Oslo. That's so cute. I know. Stop. He's so sweet. I know, I keep thinking about, like, what he'll be like in a couple years. Or, like, five-year-old Oslo. Like, what will you be like? When he's five, I want to get, like, another one. Yeah. I want to have two. Two. I want to get a Bernadoodle the next time around. Because it'll be, hopefully be a little richer. So I could pay a couple more thousand. A couple more thousand. But then yeah, I want they're two, two big dogs. I want two yes. fluffy, like, I love fluffy, fluffy oh, and, dogs. Oh, and everyone was, like, telling me, not everyone, but a lot of people were like, I just don't believe that they don't shed. Like, whatever. Like, they are shed. He doesn't shed, you guys. Like, yeah. he does not shed. Give no, him a bath. No, don't. No. People, so, yeah, you believe me. I had so many people tell me, they're like, whatever like show me that dog that doesn't shed like prove it i'm like he doesn't shed what yes yeah i don't know about isn't that. that weird that people like would not listen to me yeah they got super know. argumentative about it i don't know yeah hmm. i was like dude he's 83 percent poodle yeah he's not gonna shed and they're like every dog sheds he might like a little here and there. So but, like, here's it's, the thing. I feel like I feel like the dogs that like they don't shed, they'll shed some hair here and there. But it's like you as a human, how much you shed almost. You he know, sheds, he sheds less than Brady and I both shed. Like, yeah. So the only time I've like seen hair, like when he sits on you, there's no hair. And yeah. After the bath, there's no hair. I will take his brush comb that he hates. By the way, it makes me really upset. And I'll comb through him, like, all over him, and there'll be, like, a little bundle of, like, ten hairs, maybe. Yeah. Like, little tiny ones. Are you using that, like, fine, like, wiry Yeah, he one? hates it. Well, yeah, if, okay, do you press down too hard, though? Because you no. could just, oh, okay, good. I do it really lightly, and I've even done it, like, without the pokey things out. Oh, good, Just to, like, yeah. and he still, and he barks at it. He hates it. He hates it. Well, he'll thank you for it when he's older because it'll be good for him. Um, yeah, so there's that update. And then for work is going really good, you guys. Did I tell them that it was technically an internship on here? I don't know, but just fill them in anyway. Okay, either way. So I was, like, doing an internship, but it was going to, like, hopefully turn into a full-time job. But, you guys, it's already a full-time job. I'm employed full-time at a marketing agency. I got to go to Omaha last week. I did wake up at 3.45 in the morning. We were gone oh, all day. It was like a video shoot thing yeah, in Omaha. Man. Yeah. So, yeah. The stuff we're doing, you guys. Like, I'll help, like, write blogs. Um, 
take pictures, post giveaways, I'll post, I'll schedule, like, people's Facebook, like, all of their upcoming, the whole month of, like, Facebook, uh, content, so, like, pictures and captions, it's, like, all mm-hmm. scheduled out, I'll schedule Instagram, um, I edited a podcast the other day, and uploaded it, yeah, that wow. gives you guys an idea of, like, the stuff I'm doing, so. Just all of it, really. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Come to me with all of your marketing needs. <sighs> I think that's kind of, I, like, felt like I had so many, we both had so many things to say, but I feel like that's the gist of it. Yeah, that is the gist of it. Yeah. Got you guys caught up. Got you ca- caught up. Um, hey, Cameron, what's your go-to summer coffee? Oh, yes. Okay. I've actually really been liking just an iced honey latte with regular milk. Mm. It's been mm-hmm. really hitting the spot. But I will say, <laughs> first off, I need to ask Jenna, what are your thoughts on caribou? Um, please tell me. I like Caribou's black coffee, and I like their cold brew better than I like, like, black. Like, black, black, nothing added. I like their plain stuff, so if I'm going to get just, like, a black coffee, or if I'm going to get just a plain black cold brew or cold press or whatever, I prefer their brews over Starbucks. Okay. If I'm going to get a frou-frou drink, I prefer Cafea. But overall, I'm not, like, the biggest fan of caribou. I don't know. And it's so hard to say because, like, I don't drink very much frou-frou drinks. Like, I just don't. Yeah, right. Why? Because I have had caribou twice in, like, a week's time span, and I haven't had caribou in, like, months. Here's the thing. When I used to drink caribou, and I was like, oh, yeah, caribou. I was getting, like, a s'mores latte. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so much sugar. It was, yeah. like, obviously good. But now I don't like sugary drinks. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to order just a plain iced latte. Yeah. No sweetener. Nothing added to it. Plain iced latte. Got it? And it was disgusting. Like, yeah. I'm like, their espresso must just be nasty. And yeah. they probably I don't, don't like use their, super I don't, milk or No, anything. I don't like their espresso. It's I so bad. I do not bad. like their espresso. So then the second time, I ordered an iced honey latte. But, or, like, iced, yeah, iced honey latte. And it was also disgusting. Yeah, so I, I don't like their up. espresso. I have given up. I don't like Starbucks espresso either. If yeah. I'm going to get anything, it's going to be like a black coffee or cold right. brew. Cold brew. And I like, yeah, care as long as, you know, if we're talking chains and, you know, whatever, it, I do like caribou's better than I like Starbucks. But if I'm going to spend money on coffee, I'd rather go to like a good coffee shop oh, where totally. they know what they're doing. Totally. It was like I was on the road and I was like, I right. need coffee. Right. My on the road coffee. But it was like a total, it was a regret. Um, but yeah, with that being said, iced honey lattes have kind of been like my go-to drink. And I've also been drinking my mushroom coffee again lately. Ooh, I that ad, the ads keep popping up on my um, Does it really? story. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of want it. Yeah. It's really good. Is it the same one that I have or is it a different brand? Because there's so many different brands. Yeah, there's so many different ones out there, but. It's um, or, mine's or, the one I use is Organo Gold. Oh yeah. We've talked about it on here yeah, before. But I've been drinking that. I've been drinking it hot, but it's been really good. I ordered it off Amazon. It's yeah. expensive. That's good. What's yours been? Mine has definitely been um, just plain old black iced coffee. Yeah. I think that I've, I because when I had my COVID tasting, I had to dump creamer, uh, milk, you know, sweetener, like whatever, yeah. something. So it's, I haven't been, I haven't had like just up until like a month ago, I would say, I hadn't been able to be, drink just black coffee. So now that it tastes good to me, it's all I've been drinking because I missed it so Mm -hmm. much. So, literally, just, I will make a thing of French press, and Mm. I'll stick her in the fridge. And just keep drinking it. And just keep drinking it. So, it's not actually, like, technically, like, if you want to talk about it, like, cold brew. Like, I don't let it brew out on the counter for, like, like, however many hours or whatever. I make it hot, and then I stick it in the fridge. I just call it iced French press. There we go. Iced (laughs) French press. Iced French press has been my go-to. Just black. Nothing added. Yum, yum, yum. That sounds good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, All right, you guys. We're going to get into the episode. Stay tuned. And we're back. We are here. We're here. We're sitting in a closet. Cameron, do you want to start? Sure. So I was telling Jenna, I was like, um, I don't really have much of a testimony because I became a Christian when I was like five. So yeah, but I'll just talk about that, I guess. I think talking about like becoming a Christian or like what it means to be a Christian, first you have to like discuss like what it means 
to actually be a Christian. Like, oh, I'm being yeah. really confusing here. But, like, you can say, like, that you're a Christian. Or I feel like even, like, putting on, like, a bumble or on, like, your dating app. It's, like, mm-hmm. Christian or whatever. Like, yep. that's, like, what you were raised maybe or, like, what you, like, you believe in God. Or, you know, you were raised in, like, a Christian culture. Um, but that doesn't mean that you are a Christian. And also, it's different for each denomination, like, what it means, you know? Yep. And also, it's different if you're, like, Protestant or Catholic. Like, so many things. So, we're just gonna... I, I thought I'd just start, like, start with that. So, for... It's really... Another thing that's really hard is I, like... Lots of times, we'll just be like, I'm, like, non-denominational. Or Jen and I grew up... Mennonite Brethren is what it's called. But it's not, like, old Mennonite. Like, when I say... Men- I hate telling people I'm Mennonite. I grew up Mennonite because they're, like, so confused. Like, they think, like... We wore, like, bonnets, right. and we wore long dresses, and you, like, couldn't dance, and you couldn't play cards. Like, all these, like, things that are associated with, um, like, old Mennonite. Um, and that's not what it is. So, I lots of times will be, like, Baptist. Like, it's, like, a Baptist. And, like, a newer-day Baptist. Once again, there's, like, old Baptist, which, right. and it's, like, the same thing. So, yeah. lots of times I'll just say that I'm non-denominational, um, but that I believe that, like, you're a Christian by having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So, um, what... Or you're saved. Yeah, or you're saved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what, like, how we believe that you get to heaven is you have, lots of times you have a moment where you're like, yo, Lord. <laughs> um, yo, Lord, it's me down here. Yeah. Um, like, I am giving my, like, whole life to you, and I want um, to, I want you to, like, live through me. Like, I, I don't, I was about to say, I want the Holy Spirit to come live inside me, but I don't feel like you actually say that. But, yeah, you're just, like, pretty much, like, um, I'm sorry for, like, all of my sins, um, I'm gonna try to live my life for you, like, I believe in you, I believe that Jesus was, like, your son, and, yeah. Usually you have a pastor who words it more gracefully, kind I know. of walk you through it, like a pastor or a mentor, mm-hmm. but essentially, I mean, just, I know, I started it, saying it, and I was believe like, oh, in your boy. heart, and proclaim that, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm the Lord your God, and whatever. Pretty much. And, I don't know, I think, I think, and then you have that moment, and then I also think, yeah, you have that definitive moment where you, at what we say is you ask God to come into your heart, right? You ask Jesus to come into your heart, you proclaim your life from there on until the day you die to live for Jesus Christ, to live for God, mm-hmm. to live in a way that the Bible tells us to live. And I think, I think that, like, yeah, you have the moment, and then there's that thing that it's like, and we also believe, like, once saved, always saved. Yes. We believe that you can't lose your faith um a lot of that is tied back to like the you know theological beliefs around the Mm -hmm. verse that it's like no one can pluck you from you know your father's hand whatever uh once you're part of the flock you remain in the flock Mm -hmm. type of thing so we believe that as well but I don't know I think I think that a lot of people have quote-unquote like that moment and even though I believe like I do believe, you know, like, the whole, like, once saved, always saved thing. It's really interesting because I know people who did have that moment however long ago or, like, I even have, like, some friends who were in YWAM with me who were, like, devout Christians mm-hmm. who now, four years later, are self-proclaimed, like, atheists. And I don't know. That's always... And here we are. We're supposed to be, like, answering questions right. about the faith. Or, I'm sorry. You guys, now I'm us, even more confused. This is, us, this is us just having a conversation again. Yeah. But it kind I, I don't know. I don't know. That was totally off topic. Yeah. But we believe, those are two things we believed. You have, you, you pray the prayer where you ask Jesus mm-hmm. into your heart, um, Lord of my life bring your Holy Spirit into my soul, um, you know, and you yeah. have that one-on-one personal relationship with Christ. We don't believe that you have to, like, some, I know denominations, some re- religions out there, I'll call them what I see them, um, is that you have to go through a priest or you have to go through, mm-hmm. you know, the Catholics, they have to go through their father to um, kind of confess and to pray in that mm-hmm. way or they pray to Mary or they have one of the um sacred you know saints or whatever intercede on their behalf and um they have that belief and we don't have any of those beliefs we believe that we have a one-on-one relationship with Jesus Christ with God because of the Holy Spirit who lives in us mm-hmm. and um because Christ died for our sins and it says so in the New Testament um anywho so that's something that we believe and then we also believe that yeah once saved always saved you mm-hmm. can't lose your you can't lose your faith, can't lose your 
your your spot upstairs. Nope. Not going to happen, no matter how far you But then Jenna got on a tangent of how she's confused, so that's fine. Yeah, so that's fine. But you have to understand, yeah. with, like, I think with any religion, you have so many questions. And, like, I was literally, I listened to, like, the Christian radio station every day, like, on mm-hmm. my way to work and leaving work. And someone was, like, saying on there, like, I don't know if it was someone they had on or if they just, like, it was a phone call in. Or someone's, like, talking about how they're so much closer to Jesus than they were 10 years ago, but they're, like, so much more confused than they were 10 years ago. Because it's, like, the more and more you get into it and the more you, like, Mm -hmm. learn and, like, grow, it's, like, okay, but now I have so many more questions. Right, the more you believe, but the more you, like, the more you believe and the more you understand. Yeah. But also the more you have questions about. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's very. A lot of, like, little things, like, deeper things. Right. That, like, just the average person that's coming, like, is a baby Christian wouldn't, like, even think about yet. Right. But I'm like, oh my gosh, but what about this, what about this circumstance and this circumstance in the Bible were so different, so why was it okay here when it, you know what I mean? Like, just, like, right. so little. And, like, the ebb and flow yeah. and just the. Yeah. Yeah. It is a little bit of a roller coaster sometimes, mm-hmm. but. Well, I think it's actually interesting. Like, I find so theology interesting. so interesting. I so, love, so I'd absolutely love if there was, like, a theology class I could go to every week. Oh, yeah. I would love that. Um, but anyways, I made that decision, I guess, when I was, like, five. I don't know. I mean, I kind of remember it. But, uh, something, like, that my parents did, or, like, I'll do this, like, being raised in a Christian home is, like, obviously, if that's their decision and it's actually going to be, like, valid and true and God is going to, you can't make him do anything and God knows what's in your heart. So, Mm -hmm. it's not like my parents were, like, you need to become a Christian. Let's sit down Mm -hmm. and say the prayer. Like, I came to them and I was, and I might have been older than five. I might have been closer to, like, seven or something. But, um, I came to them and then I said the prayer then. And just because like, I think like you could say once they, and this is going back to what you're saying. Like, I think you could like say that prayer, have Jesus come into your heart at age five, but you don't really know what it is. And then like the rest of your life is like not for him. And that like might, once again, that's going back to like what you said, like once saved, always saved. But I also feel like you have to be at an age of understanding your faith. Right. So I think if I would have gotten to the age 12 and like, completely like left everything behind me and lived my life completely differently might have been differently because when I was seven I didn't understand everything I don't know I don't know if you believe with me or not but that's just like my thought process on it so just because like I like because I've told people before I'm like I became a Christian when I was like five and they're like that doesn't count right yeah and so I'm just like saying like yeah I did make that decision when I was like five or once again five seven whatever but my whole life has been like me living that out and I have over and over again like every day made that decision um right to do that so yeah that was mainly I'd say because lots of times when people tell their testimony it's like how they came to Christ but when I tell my testimony I then go into like when I feel like my faith became my own mm-hmm. and that's something that um I've talked about like with other people like my age at that also went to our church mm-hmm. and um we kind of all talked about it because all of us grew up in a Christian home and we were all raised mm-hmm. the same way and our parents were Christians. And so what, when we felt like it's different for everybody, but everyone was kind of agreeing, like when they felt like their faith became their own was either like maybe mid late high school. And for some of them, it was like college. Like yeah. I went out to college. I was doing my own thing. I was like, this isn't working. Yeah. Um, and for me, I would say probably like end of junior high into early high school, because that's when I had dealt like with really bad anxiety and depression so that's, like, when it became my own because I was, like, reliant on yeah. God. And I, like, literally prayed, like, probably every five minutes. Like, I had a really, really bad anxiety. Um, so that's when it became my own. And um, I'd say that's when I really had to turn to God and, like, really let him work in my life. And, yeah, that's probably, that's kind of it. And then, like, here we are today. I just keep I feel like your testimony is a lifelong too like it's just it's yeah a lifelong and it's funny because journey so before <laughs> before I went to YWAM which you guys will hear me probably talk about a lot in this because I feel like it has a lot to do with my faith walk and whatever I thought that testimony was strictly like how you came to God mm-hmm but then they'll be like, I want you to tell a testimony about A, B, C, and D. Or like, I want you to tell a testimony about your experience here. I want you to tell a testimony about your... And it's just like, I don't know. I think that your testimony can be like so many, so many different things. Mm-hmm. It could be a five-minute story about something that happened to you yesterday. And that's your testimony. Mm-hmm. And, or you can tell something that... Or you could tell this big, long thing. And it's like, it's been happening for the past 10 years. And now we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, it could... I don't know. I think that... As a Christian, your quote-unquote testimony 
can differ from day to day depending on who you're talking to. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd also like to point out, because this is something, like, I just found out a few years ago and it, like, boggles my mind because of the way we were raised, is my grandma, who is 100% Christian, absolutely I don't know, have I told you this before? Mm-mm. She never had a moment. Oh, yeah. She never had, like, a moment where she's like, yeah, I prayed and, like... Prayed the prayer. I prayed the prayer. She's like, I just always have been. Yeah. And, I mean, she probably just made that decision in her heart. Like, she grew up in a Christian home and just kept, you know what I mean? Just kept living the life. Just kept living her life. And she's, like, not concerned about it. I'm like, well, like, doesn't that concern you? She's like, no. No? Why would (laughs) it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um... Because when you were little, did you, like, say the prayer lots of times? Because you were oh, scared to go to hell. Yeah. 100%. I, Jenna, I remember when we went to camp in, like, junior high, and you said that, you told me, you're like, Cameron, this is the real deal. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. I remember. It was, like, it was, like Victory grade. Center Bible Camp. No, it was the one, like, in the hills. Oh, the Camp camp Judson. Yeah. yeah. And you were, like, crying, and you were, like, this is the moment I became a Christian oh and like gosh, all this stuff. Unbelievable. And it was like, well, clearly like you felt really moved and like, that's great and everything. But I feel like you probably already were a Christian at that point. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I just ha- feel like I had to throw that in there because I feel like that's a possibility too, that you didn't necessarily yeah. have a moment or a prayer, but no. And like, and we were even talking about this and I don't, like, my sister, she'll say, I think this is her story, and I was almost going to say it, but I'm like, I don't think that's my story, was she was like, I was sitting up in the family room, like, by, like, our dress, you know, our big dress-up trunk that we used to play with mm-hmm. in when we were kids, um, and, she, and like, my dad came up and prayed the prayer with, like, her and Tiana, I think, whatever, oh. and so that sticks in my mind, but I'm like, nope, that wasn't my story, that was my <laughs> and I don't, and like I said, like, we grew up in the, we did, we grew up in the church, you know, Awana, mm-hmm. you know, Cubby, Sparks. TNT. We, we were at church like we, three times a like week. Like three freaking times a week. We did the whole. Possibly more. Not nine yards. We did the whole 900 yards. Like we, we grew up very Christian. And, um, and I don't really remember having like that moment, mm-hmm. I guess, up until I started going to like, you know, I would pray all the time and we were in the church and we were living the Christian life. And I knew that, you know, Jesus was my Lord and Savior and I prayed to all the time and all the stuff. And I'm sure I did pray a few prayers mm-hmm. in my youth here and there. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I really don't. But then, of course, at camp, then you'd always have, like, altar call night or whatever. Yeah. Cry night or whatever the heck. Everyone who went to church camp knows what we're talking about. Cry night. Cry night. It was always, like, the last night of camp or second before. Anyway. <laughs> and, um, and you know, you'd, you'd, they'd be like, oh, follow me in the prayer. Like, rededicate your life. And I'd always do, you know, like, the rededicate your right. life prayer or whatever, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, I grew up Christian, and I never really doubted, you know, yeah. kind of like your grandma, like, never really doubted that I was a Christian at all. Um, but I think, I definitely think that when my faith, like, really, really became my own was um, right before I left for YWAM. So I would say probably that summer um, after graduation, mm-hmm. that summer after graduation, um, uh, go, I would say that fall, I guess, that fall after graduation, probably right before I left, was really when I had to come face-to-face, because I kind of got to this point where I realized that if I didn't, like, I would, I couldn't do it under my own power. I'm like, right. I, what I'm about to face, I can't skirt by doing it with the lukewarm Christianity. I just can't. Yeah. And what's so hard too is that I think that um it's really hard. Like there's a speaker at White Woman who he was like he was like I he's like how many of you all grew up in the church, Christian family from like day one? And you know, like half the people's arms go up, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, how many of you didn't grow up in the church and came to know the Lord after the age of 18. And about, you know, 10 people's hands went up. Yeah. It was at a school of, like, 60 people. Okay. And, um, and he was like, I feel more sorry for you sitting in this room, like, the first people who all raised their hands. Mm-hmm. And he's like, because it's so easy to get raised with good morals and good teaching and good whatever and grow up in a religious lifestyle and a morally straight lifestyle and have parents who teach you that and have friends who teach you that and have mm-hmm. a community that teach you that. 
and differentiate your morally straight um, upbringing and your morally straight moral, your own morals that you start to develop in Mm -hmm. your head and knowing right from wrong and good from evil and all that kind of stuff and differentiate that that does not qualify a personal relationship with Christ or that does not Mm -hmm. qualify as having your own faith. Right. Just because you act Christian and you act a certain way, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have a relationship with Christ. I think it even goes back to like the culture. Oh, like just yeah. Just because you grew and up 100% in, a, in a culture that's Christian does not mean you're a Christian. Does not mean you're a Christian. No. Right. And so, like, I'm sorry. If you grew up going over to your, you know, m- you know, your best friend who's Mexican, you grow up going over and they're talking, like, Spanish all the time. And you grow up, you know, eating yeah. the, 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 you know, <laughs> the tacos. The tacos and, whatever it is and, uh, Mexicans right. eat. Right. <laughs> I'm just, like, stay with me with this analogy, yeah. right? Like, just because you Tuckies. grow up that way. <laughs> Mangoes with tahini. <laughs> Street corn, that's about as far right. as I go. Shooting tequila. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, just because you grow up in that culture, mm-hmm. that does not mean that you're Mexican. Like, you are still, like, as white as white can be. Right. Right? You are not Mexican. Just because you can kind of, like, roll with what they're saying, you kind of start understanding Spanish, you kind of learn how to walk the walk, talk the talk. Just because you get super brown in the summer. Right. Exactly. It doesn't make you, just because you grow up in the culture, you grow up around the people, doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you are. Right. You are not Mexican. Okay. Stay with me with that analogy. I'm sorry. That was out of left field. Uh, I do apologize. This is my podcast. I can do what I want. Uh, Anyway, but I think it was, it is um, a little bit of a strain and even people struggling with, because I don't know, we heard about it all the time, you know, people struggling with not having like a black and white, like, um testimony right oh, yeah like i didn't have this big like oh i was a terrible person i like, was have a big come to jesus like moment. right a big come to jesus moment you just kind of because everyone up into loves it. those testimonies right everyone loves those testimonies they're moving you yeah. end up bawling your eyes out you're like that's beautiful yeah, right right but then that kind of like slow steady you kind of just walk into it without too much culture shock it's very very it's very hard to differentiate what is just what is just an influence of your culture and what is actually you and your first personal relationship with Christ and your own faith. Right. And that's why I was kind of like saying, like we are all having this conversation about like when our faith became our own, because like at some point it has to become your own or it's not going to be there anymore. You know what I mean? Like when worse comes to worse, the rubble rubble hits the road. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really interesting just to hear like everyone talk about like when their faith actually became their own, like the people that like were in our class and like raised like the same age. I was like, Wow, this is like so interesting. Um, so yeah, anyway, I was thinking back to, you know, my own testimony. Uh so probably when my faith became my own was that fall because I was just feeling pretty alone and just like lonely. Like I feel like, you know, Megan and Callie and whatever went off to mm-hmm. wherever and college, you know. In college and started living their lives and our friend group kind of, you know, fell apart. Not fell apart, but like, like fell away. away. Yeah. Started moving on with their lives. Things weren't the same. And, like, all this stuff, and I was just nervous, and what was I doing with my life, and all this stuff. Anyway, and I feel like that's when I really had to be like, okay, I'm not going to be able to do this by myself, so, like, Jesus, where are you at? And he's yeah. like, been here, do it, and I'm like, cool, let's do this. Yeah. And, um, anyway, so that's kind of when my faith became my own, and then I, I feel like it was pretty good. Pretty, I mean, it was pretty good. Um, pretty on fire faith, and even, um coming back very good that first year in Sioux Falls literally had to rely on Jesus like no other mm-hmm. um and then it's so interesting because I feel I don't I don't know if anyone can relate to this but I feel like we as Christians we have a um habit of clinging on to Jesus when things are the hardest oh yeah totally Obviously. everyone does it everyone does it everyone, everyone does uses it. Everyone, everyone has or will use God as a crutch at some point in their life. Even yes. if you have the most genuine faith. Even if you're e- atheist. Right. I feel like there's people I know, I, I, okay, there's not like I feel. I know people who will say, eh, atheists don't really believe in God. And yet they're like, will say that they prayed to God. Like they're having a really hard time. They're like, I prayed. Right. To whoever's out there. Whatever's yeah. out there. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. But I thought you were atheist. Right. <laughs> people, people will. Um yeah. And... I feel like, so, that first year, I kind of, you're forced into a corner where where you need your faith and you need that relationship with Jesus to get you through the day. You need his supernatural strength to mm-hmm. get through the day. And I had a few days like that, uh, more than a few. Um, and then, I think my 
second, I would say, yeah, I don't know. Once the pandemic hit, okay, so once the pandemic hit, um, I feel like I kind of started steering away a little bit, and I've never, I haven't admitted this to anyone, but I'll admit, I'll admit it to you guys, I'll admit it to you guys, um, once the pandemic hit, I started living, like, not the best life. And not, like, guys, like, not terrible. Like, I didn't start going out and, like, sleeping with everyone and, like, drinking my nights and days away. I right. didn't start doing that. Yeah. But I did stop reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. I stopped making church a priority. I probably only went, like, once a month, if that. Um, And I really felt, I, like, fell away in a way that I never have in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never, I've never gone that long without, like like, Jesus culture in my life (laughs) for, like, a long time. Yeah. And, like, it's interesting because it is a little bit of a, it is a culture, so I'm just gonna call it what it is, but, like, yeah, I wasn't around a church family. I wasn't around, you know, and, um, and it was kind of this, like, slippery slope that I didn't really realize it was happening until all of a sudden I was, like, yeesh, and, um, just, you know, going out with friends that I probably shouldn't be hanging that much time around, Mm -hmm. making a few different decisions here and there that I really were not like (laughs) in my best interest Mm -hmm. and um I think a big reason um and something that I've that I talk about quite often is like this whole thing of like living above reproach because sometimes if a temptation is there even if it's minuscule there's a there's a difference between putting yourself in a position where temptation might arise Mm -hmm. and completely like exuding yourself from the situation so temptation isn't even an option so I think a big part of me moving to Huron was putting myself in a position where I was forced to live above reproach because listen me just sitting at my apartment in Sioux Falls I can't get into any I can't get into each other any trouble right I'm just sitting in I'm just sitting at my apartment in Sioux Falls Mm -hmm. but if one of my friends from Sioux Falls calls me up says hey want to go out for half price drinks at such and such restaurant or Mm -hmm. such and such bar yeah it's like okay well one drink wouldn't hurt but is there the temptation to drink more than I should is there the temptation to hang out with people that I definitely shouldn't Mm -hmm. and it's this whole idea of completely removing yourself from a situation so you're not even put in the position where you can Mm -hmm. be tempted into something that you might not be able to say no to so honestly a big part of my move to Huron uh, like on top of everything else too another big reason was just removing myself from even being able to put be put into certain situations because mm-hmm. I honestly haven't been living the most like God glorifying life and mm-hmm. I know it yeah and I know it um so that's where I'm at now boom my drop Karen the look at Karen's face and I've been doing a lot better since and I kind of realized this like kind of like my fall falling away um probably like I don't know about two months before I decided before I decided to move so probably like three months ago was Mm -hmm. when I was really like oh shoot dude and I was like oh shoot because it does I think it and Christians beware it the I think it's so funny because we talk about like the big things in life you know and I think that we're Mm -hmm. aware of the big things in life like hey, no sex before marriage, right. you know, live a life of, pu- you know, right. like, live a life of purity, um, right. live a life of integrity, don't watch that bad movie, don't watch those bad TV shows, you know, right. like, whether you like it or not, Christianity comes with, like, some do's and don'ts, yes. some blacks and whites, it really yeah. does, and the big ones are out there, like, oh my gosh, like, don't get drunk, don't, you know, like, mm-hmm. sleep around, like, live a life of moral integrity mm-hmm. in, in such a way, right? But I think what's interesting is that we kind of forget I'm up on my soapbox right now, I realize. But we really forget, I think, as Christians that, like, the enemy, the devil, Satan, mm-hmm. whatever you will want to call him in this moment, he is sneaky. He doesn't always just, he doesn't come running up, ringing a bell, hey, I'm going to tempt you with sin, mm-hmm. I'm going to tempt, I'm going to lure you away, just yeah. so you know. No, 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 no. He's freaking sneaky. Like, he hears your prayers, too. The stuff that you're being like, yo, Jesus, I struggle with this. He's like, oh, she struggles with that. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we can do. Like, you guys, it's not always obvious. It's Mm -hmm. not always obvious. It's the slow, oh, you missed this Sunday going Mm -hmm. to church. Oh, you had, you know, three drinks when you should have just had one. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, but I didn't get drunk, so it wasn't. It's, It's a slippery slope. It is a snowball. And before you know it, you're like, crap, when it was the last time I prayed, when it was the last time I opened my Bible. Mm hmm so it's not, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen, it doesn't just happen like that. Sometimes no it does. Most of the time, Most it does time not. Now. It Most does not time, until all no. of a sudden you're like, what am I doing? And you're moving, you know, 
two hours away just because you need to, like, not. Anyway, um, exposing myself a little bit there. But that's where I'm at now. That's and that's good. my testimony. And that's where go. I'm at. And that's, that's what we're having. having. Yeah, that's good. And me, I'm like, yeah, junior high. I became, and then since then, things have been great. <laughs> things have been great. No, like, not at all. Totally not. But. But ups and downs of, like, the Christian walk yeah. is a very, very real thing. Mm-hmm. Totally, like, a roller coaster. And it's not always just, like, I feel close to God. Like, nope, sometimes you don't feel close to God, uh-huh. actually. And you just do it anyway. You just trudge through anyway. Yeah. Which is kind of good, though. It keep is on. Good. You gotta keep on trucking on. You gotta keep on trucking on. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I yammered on, like always, uh, because you guys know me, I just like to talk. Uh, and I like to get real with you on here because, you know, it is what it is. But we are going to make this a two-part episode. And we're going to roll back um, and just take a pause. Just think about some things. And we're going to make this a two-part episode and come back to you with the misconceptions on Christianity. And talk through some different questions, some different theological debates, um... We're just gonna get. Right we're just gonna into get right it. into it. Um, on next. I didn't know that we were gonna have so much to say on about the next episode. Our testimonies. I feel like you had to really like lay the groundwork of like where yeah. we came from, what we believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there's so many different beliefs, and so many people who say they're yeah. Christian and believe different things. So, right. we really had to lay the groundwork, and we're gonna get into the misconceptions next episode. Really sorry because our intro, I said we were doing that, but you know what? That's just gonna make you guys. Just roll with it, yeah, man. Yeah, you're just going to wait for next week's episode. So, All right. yeah, here we go. So, not here we go. Goodbye. And Goodbye. see you sorry. next episode. I was, think- I was feeling like, you know. We, we misspoke. Yeah, sorry. Um, For any news, always and forever, follow us on Coffee and a Combo Podcast on Instagram. We post some content there. Um, love to hear from you guys. Shoot us a message. You know the drill. You know it by now. And as always, we'll see you again next time for another episode of Coffee and Combo Podcast. Bye! Bye!